Collins. I am your host, Diana Collins, and I have with me my good friend, my brother. It's just all the way fam, right? Since yes, day one. Yes, absolutely, Since absolutely. day one. Um, Michael Goodwin. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, like you said, my name is Michael Goodwin. Oh, online, I'm Michael Grown Man Glowing Goodwin. Um, I am a 29-year-old African-American male. You say that with pride. I'm 29. <laughs> I say that because, you know, just in, in, a, in a couple a couple short weeks here, I'll be 30. I'll be crossing that line. <laughs> You know, so I say that with, with dread. I'm leaving my 20s, but I'm a 29-year-old 20, African-American man. I identify as gay. I am a gay African-American man. Proud, you know. Mm-hmm. That's oh, right. I'm, I'm a young stunner. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And for y'all out there, he ain't single, all right? So... Yeah, he take I, am, I am actually not <laughs> single. I am not single. I am engaged. Happily engaged. I've been engaged for about a year now due to COVID. COVID has pushed our, you know, plans back. Um, yeah. But we actually saw this and took this opportunity for the better. We're actually going to be looking for housing and stuff like that throughout this. Took some advice from a good old friend, Wink Wink, <laughs> and we're going to do some, you know, some sightseeing and area good. You know, scouting. All right. Should man. I say, but yeah. That's great stuff. Shoot. Right? So, with you being a gay African-American man, and I love your family, was it always that easy? When you say that easy, like, what do you mean? As far as... <laughs> your family loves you and adores you to pieces. Your mom um, does. Let's start there. Was... Okay, I see where you're going. Um, yes and no. Okay. So, because, like you said, because of who I am, because I could always be my authentic self, um, I think my family always accepted me. Okay. Um, now, when you talk about when I came out. Mm-hmm. There were and there are still things that my family actually still struggle with. Okay. Um, when it comes to my identity. So for me, when it's when first I'll go to was it as easy. It was it was as easy for them to love and accept me because like I said, I'm I'm the baby boy. I'm I'm who I am. I've always been the go to guy for my mother, I've been her backbone, my brother. I've been here as my sister. I've been their rock. So sometimes it comes to a matter of is it really worth losing this person? Right. So that's, I guess, what made it easy for them to accept and to love me because it wasn't, I wasn't a hard, I was too hard of a thing to let go. I was too much love, too much power, too much structure. Gotcha. You know, to let go. Um, so it was easy in that sense. Okay. Um, and I think that comes from being a strong, you know, like you said, black man in, in my family, mm -hmm. a leader. Um, so now when I came out. That's I a whole different that story. Almost, 
Uh-huh. That's a whole different story, right? Now, that's a whole other story. <laughs> exactly. I did that in two segments. In two uh-huh. like, literally, two. Um, and I think it was a confidence thing. Mm. Confidence. Like, what do you mean it was a confidence thing? Because you said you were the strong black man in in your family and a leader in your family. So when did this confidence deter you from actually speaking your truth? I think that because when it starts, you know that saying it starts in the home first. Mm -hmm. You know, home is where the heart is. So as a single person growing up, for me, that is is family. To me, that is my family. Finding my place in my family. So I was always able to be confident in my family. Okay. But not to to the world. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. For the world, what I did was for me, I like I said, I put myself into a cocoon like state. I like to say mm-hmm. where um, if you if people know me, some my reputation was kind of tainted for a while because I was the aggressor. You gotcha. know, some some gay African American man. It depends on what what your story is, how you may turn out. Mm-hmm. Some become aggressive, some become passive, some become so many different things. For me, I was so, I was all of those things. Okay. You know, but mm-hmm. I gave the passive, the love, the care, the concern, the genuineness to my family. Gotcha. The authenticness to my family. And I gave that real, that bold, that that ready to fight, that roar mm-hmm. to the world. But it wasn't in my sexuality, it was only in my strength. Gotcha. If that made sense, mm-hmm. so to me it was a it was a lot different to come out. So for me, that's why I said I came out in segments. My first one, you know, I came out to my um, family. I felt like a piece of my strength and my confidence was as long as I'm, if I'm bold to my family, if I can face them, then who else? Right, right. Like, you else? were the eye of the tiger. It's like you were ready to fight. And, and believe it or not, believe it or not, y'all, you were actually a part of my coming out story, if you remember. Oh, yes. If you remember, in that hotel I was telling you about, yes. you yes. know, the, the person I was, was at that time, and yes. me coming out, and how difficult it was, and yeah. I think you and your partner at the time, and my partner, we, you were the only one who knew. Mm-hmm. So it was so funny, because... Um, outside of my born family that I was born into, you were the only other person that actually really knew. Mm -hmm. And you, again, were a part of that boldness and coming out to another part of the world. Mm -hmm. So then it was, I faced the world. Head on. My partner now, my partner now, he's actually one of the... uh, I'm not going to say one of the reasons, but he's one of the, a big part, a big piece in why mm-hmm. I was able to come out. Because as we dated, he was so confident. Oh, see? And he was so bold. And he just stood in it. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, wow, that, you know, and then of course you, you envision a life that you can have and all of the extra stuff and the dreamboat stuff and right. the lullabies <laughs> at night and all that cute stuff. So that just added to it, of course. And then it wasn't even a conversation when I came out to the world. It was just, I think, and I, you follow me, 
if you remember, it was just the picture of he and I on right. the internet. <laughs> I was like, and yes, and it, and it damn near broke the internet. My right? family <laughs> went off. The whole family went off. The, the co-workers, the job oh. went through something. It was, it was, it was definitely. It, and it wasn't all. It wasn't easy. No. It wasn't easy. That's what. It, what wasn't easy about it? I think that when I like, I didn't think that I would face so much of the world. Mm. So when when I say so much of the world, like you think of, you think of, of course, like the name calling. You know, you think to get ahead of that, like, oh, I'm not going to worry about the name calling. Right. But what you don't sometimes see for me in the back of my mind, that's the only part I thought it was. Mm-mm. You know, and maybe the, the ridicule from the family. Right. But what I didn't realize is that one day I actually went to a restaurant and it was a gentleman who didn't want to serve my friends and me because we were gay. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, And I'm so serious. Like, I would have never thought that I would face that, like, ever, like, ever. Mm-hmm. And it's he real. Black. He was a black man. Yeah, it's real, and honestly, it's going to get worse. Um, that brings me to uh, that, with added that, I'm not going to go too far into it, but they just repealed one of uh, President Obama's, I don't know if you've seen it on my page, Uh, the health department now allows you to choose whether or not, based on your religion, to treat an LGBTQ... I did see that. I did see that. So that's a whole other segment I'm going to have as well. But you're going to start to see more people refuse anyone in the LGBTQ community um, treatment and service based on their religious preference. Yeah. It's, it's, It's... And, and those are the things you don't think of mm-hmm. in the coming out. And again, that's what it's, it's just hard about it. Like, I never thought that I would face that or, you know, just the some of the um, gay celebrities, the role models, um, the Jesse Smullins, the, oh, you man. know, the danger that I think that he's put, you know, gay African-American men in, the light that he shined. I don't think that that was positive, you know, um, you just don't they explain it to my nieces and my nephews. And, and the, it was it was definitely, it was a pleasant conversation because, you know, I'm Uncle Mikey. Mm-hmm. And I made it, I, 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 I made it comfortable. Right. You know, but then you, you think of the job. I didn't think of the job situations and how I would face those things at work. So it's so many different things to you know that you face mm-hmm. when you when you when you come out. Yeah, and you you pointed out quite a few that a lot of our young people don't realize because they just live in their little bubble. Absolutely. Because <laughs> you think it's cute, and for a minute you think it's oh, you think you, you got you have an idea, you formulate an idea of what life could be when you come out. Right. And we all do it. Mm-hmm. But it's never what it is. It's never what we intend to make it because we have an idea of where we want to go. But the world projects something else. Right. So sometimes if we're not strong enough to stand in where we 
where we want to go. Mm -hmm. That's where that's where that course gets rocky. Exactly. So, how has it been navigating that course now that it's been what almost a year, two years, if not yes. more? Oh. <laughs> It's been about, it's been, yes, it's been about three now. See, right three? Now, so, you know. <laughs> right? <laughs> well. I'm counting on my fingers. <laughs> you can definitely. Oh, Lord. Yeah, you can. See, so now me and Lai's been together going on three. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, I think me and you've been out of that hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five. You, you hit it on the down. Jesus. <laughs> See, that's why I don't want to be 20. I don't want to be 30. <laughs> <laughs> but um how has it been i think that um i've learned to get ahead of things okay how and, and when i say that is like i'm i'm my walking truth walking truth i love that explain that to the audience right. i know what you mean right. but i don't give someone like at all times i try my best to be real with myself okay. i don't give anybody the opportunity to tell me who who I am, how I can be real, how I can accept things, how I should project things, um, how I should feel about things. I just try my best to be real with myself. If, if it's wrong, it's wrong. If I did wrong, I did wrong. Mm -hmm. If I need to learn, I need to learn. Um, I try to accept my truth. So before you can throw it in my face, so before you can hurt me with it, I've already did it to myself. Mm -hmm. And who's you? You your mind is your worst your worst place. It could be your best palace, mm -hmm. or it could be your worst hell. That's it. So I try to do it. I try to live life where it's fit mentally, I, and I try to really be accountable. Mm -hmm. So I get ahead of it. So when somebody, like I said, when somebody decides to disrespect me as a gay man. I've already told myself all the terrible, nasty things. So You can't say anything to me that I haven't already said to myself. Yeah, you, you get what I'm saying? So I'm going to react a little different. Now I'm going to sit there calmly. And then, I'm, you know, I'm going to sit there calmly. And, let's, and now I can honestly say, unless things get to a physical place, I can allow things to go. There, I'm, I'm, I'm a word person. We can go back and forth. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't go too far for me because mentally I can hold a person in a cage. Gotcha. You, mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying? I because I'm so real with myself. I'm so honest. I can hold you in a, in a cage of honesty, in a cage of truth. Mm -hmm. Right there. I'm going to keep you right there. So your bubble is not too high. It's not too, it's not too strong. I, I can over... I can overtake your bubble. I can go over top your bubble. Your mm -hmm. bubble's not too strong for me. It's not too high. So that's where I like to keep people. That's where I like to, that's how I get ahead of it. That's how I stay on course, you know, for me. Authenticity. That's it. So being your authentic self, right? What does that mean for you in the gay community? So for me, uh, so I do I do something on on the internet. It's, it's kind of like I, I tell my friends and everything. Come on, come on in the room. Yes. So for me, my position is knowledge. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. My position is power. My position is strength. And that's what I try to encourage, you know, from me to the younger community. Mm-hmm. You know, what I try to do is I try to be as so real and I try to project that and give that out because I want to be an influencer and I want to be somebody who influences a person. So if you're real enough, if you really, if you see somebody like me who can be just my authentic self and be transparent about life mm-hmm. and transparent about things, I want that to be contagious. I want somebody to be able to do that for themselves. Mm-hmm. And even if, like, like a good friend told me before, even if it's one person, just That's one fine. person, if I touch one person, I'll be okay. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to become a platform. I want my sexuality, my boldness to become a platform of wisdom and strength, encouragement and empowerment. Because I don't want, to me, I like to think, like, I like to always get to the root of things. And I'm, this is just an example. Okay. Everybody's sexuality means something to them. And it's different. Mm-hmm. For whatever, for whatever reason you are, whatever sex you identify, it's for a reason. I believe that. Whether it's you feel born into it, it was molestation, it was forced, it was rejection, it was whatever the reason, mm-hmm. it's your own. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage people to stand in it and know that it's okay to do so. Because that, to me, differentiates understanding a person's sexual sexual identity mm-hmm. being ignorant towards it. Everybody wasn't... I wasn't educated. I didn't know. None I'm of us were, were we? <laughs> you feel me? And I'm just now being unafraid to seek these things. Mm-hmm. Like, let it be three years ago. I would have been like, D- I love you so much. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do it. Like, I'm not, I'm not getting on your body. I'm, I'm going to listen to everyone in and you know I would support. Mm-hmm. But now it's time for us, you and I, people like you and I, to be leaders, to mm-hmm. project our wisdom. Yeah. Our experience. Exa- you know? Exactly. And that is the reason that um, I started the podcast because I want to show us in an authentic light. Absolutely. Right? And because we have so much positivity and truth that we could share so that this next generation that's coming up doesn't have to struggle as hard. Absolutely. There'll still be struggles, but they won't be as difficult and they won't be as hard and they will not be alone. Yes. Which means a hell of a lot more now than it ever will. Right? It- Especially ever has because ever has <laughs> right coming up in Christian household, black household. Go ahead and tell your mama you was gay. Go ahead and tell your mama you was a lesbian. <laughs> you can kiss the whole family goodbye. Hello, okay. And in truth be told, my mother still tolerates me. That is something that's so funny when you when you said before how did how did they it, how did they you know deal uh huh and I said they're still they're still because mm-hmm. sometimes 
they're just still learning to get ahead of it or get not to hide behind it. Mm-hmm. See, they stand in front of the title. My son's a lesbian. My daughter's a lesbian. I accept them. Mm-hmm. But they don't really accept it. Nope. They don't even understand it. They stopped at the sexuality part. Mm-hmm. I can get over the part that he's saying that he's gay or he's this. Like I told I shared with my mom, and it's so funny because, you know, I, there was a time I had to completely cut my whole family and shut them out. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I, I've told them that I'm, I'm engaged to my fiancé. We're looking to adopt. We're looking to expand mm-hmm. um, our family. And we've been together going on three years now. We've announced our engagement maybe about a going on maybe a year and a half yeah. ago due to COVID. Right. Uh, I think COVID has definitely pushed us back almost. Well, going on well, two, two years. It's almost two years. Um, but like I said to my family, not once have y'all shown, before this COVID situation, have y'all shown any interest in my, my marriage, my sexuality, my life? Not even as simple. And it's so funny because there was a lady from the job, and I say all of this to say, it's the little things because it's, it was a lady at my job that got me just this right here. And it was just a little, Aww. you know, and yeah. you see the colors? Yeah. And she's a spiritual. She's so spiritual. She's such a spiritual woman, you know, and she always, she comes in and I always encourage her and she encourages me. Mm-hmm. And she got that for me. And it was, it was way before, it was actually during the process that I had actually blocked and cut my family off. Okay. And I say, y'all show no interest in my, you know, my my life, my sexuality, my my marriage. I'm about to give my life to this man. Mm-hmm. Oh. Y'all show no interest. And I said, y'all never even asked the question about the prize that I've attended, where they were, how they were, if I was okay in the midst for God's sakes, you've never been concerned about uh, my status. Mm-hmm. Not to say, not to, and even to say, even if you were to be too, not too personal, I respect that as well. Right. But not even as something as simple as a little scarf. And my mom had just got me this. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just the little the things little you thing. show no interest. So I say, you don't even know me. Mm-hmm. You don't even know me. And that's why I said, Y'all just tolerated. Y'all hide behind. Y'all just got in front of the title. That's it. Yep. Y'all don't know who I am and my sexuality. Y'all don't accept who I am. Y'all don't even accept me enough to show interest in who I am. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I agree 100% when you say you're just tolerated. I know I'm just tolerated, but that's for me, I think, with me and you have our conversations where, and I think you're starting to learn me a lot more on a different level. When you get those texts that don't just seem like me, I'm mm-hmm. in a mood where I feel like you might feel sometimes tolerated mm-hmm. and I just want to go. Right. Like, mentally, I've always, like you said, had a gypsy mind, I guess, mm-hmm. where I just wanted to bounce from place to place. A, a good friend told me, <laughs> Like, my dad always told me I was a gypsy, and it's so funny. I'm a gypsy. (laughs) Because that's what I do, but that's where all of those insecurities as a gay black man come back in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't want to face those things. 
So the first thing you do is run. Right? Or I stay in my comfort place. Right. And that's somewhere in your mind or in your home. And you shelter yourself off and you let it die down. And then you slowly reintroduce people back into your space. Right? Absolutely, yeah. And then you wait till there's another event or another altercation or whatever. And then you're back into that space again. So now you're at that point where it's like, I'm tired of just toddling back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, right? the excuses, yes. Yeah, it's like our, our parents tell you, tell us, you either shit or get off the pot. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> this back and forth is just not, not it, right? So I definitely can identify with that and still do on, on many, many levels. I mean, for ever my like my dad to this day will say to Danny this is my son-in-law from the day he met Danny he said it was his son-in-law right introduced him as his son-in-law and I'm looking at him like dad he said well it's fine I was like what the hell we're not even there yet you know <laughs> dad knew he knew. He knew, and he showed that interest. He got a little too carried away sometimes talking about grandchildren <laughs> and all this stuff. I just like, all right, all right, whatever. But he he actually showed genuine interest, right? Whereas my mother was the totally opposite. She's the total opposite. She's in church. If you're there, she'll tell introduce you as this is you know my daughter and her friend. Okay. Now that we're married and. Danny's had the transition. Now it's okay. This is my daughter and my son-in-law. Got it. Wow. Tolerated. Tolerated. All the way. Right? Right. And my brother, too. God love him. Never had the conversation with his kids. My kids, his, his my niece and nephew would talk about um, before Danny had the transition. We would still call him Aunt Danny. Right? Uh -huh. And so my nephew would say, this is not a, my aunt. This is a man. This is my uncle. So instead of having that conversation, even at that time, they just changed the conversation, changed, the, changed the subject. Just changed the subject. Yeah. But now we have completely transitioned. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's okay. tolerated. It's tolerated. And I love my family to death, just like you. Right? We're totally family people. But now we're tired of being tolerated. We're either 100% accepted or not at all. Exactly. And we have to be okay with cutting people out of our life that are toxic, even if they're our family. Absolutely. Because that's a part of the, the, the journey of strength. That's a part of the walk of, of strength. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes this this is... This is not easy. Mm -mm. The mental strain that this has on your life can be detrimental for some. Mm -hmm. Look at the suicide rates. Absolutely. So if you don't get ahead of it, if you don't get away from the people who cause you toxic, people who are toxic in your life, It'll consume you. It will consume you. 
Exactly. If you don't get ahead of it, if you don't, like you said, get away from those people who just tolerate you. Because mm-hmm. when you around people who tolerate you, you gotta, you always feel, in my mind, if you know you're around people who tolerate you, you always feel like you have an urgency to prove, provide, or reassure of some sort. It may not be exactly yeah, one absolutely. of the sort, but it's it's one of them. You, you got to reassure them all the time. You mm-hmm. got to be there all the time. You got to clean it up all the time for them. You always got to please somebody. Exactly. Exactly. So now is the time to not, to stop pleasing and please ourselves. Please ourselves. Absolutely. Love ourselves. Love ourselves. Right? Have to. So with loving ourselves, pleasing ourselves, and being our authentic selves, I told you we were talking about domestic violence and I have a whole domestic violence segment and right now it's just women involved. But I want to shed light on how domestic violence doesn't end just with heterosexual relationships. It doesn't begin and end with heterosexual relationships. It happens in the gay community as well. Have you, during any of your trials in life growing, had any altercations with domestic violence within the same-sex relationships that you've had? I have. I have. Um, there have been situations that have gone too far. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was there was a situation that actually went too far, um, with the a previous situation that I was in. Um, and never physical to the point where it was like both were overly you know physical. I can say I've got I've gone too far. Right. Um, that's owning your truth, my, right? With my, <laughs> say that again. That's owning your truth, right? Yes, with with with, with part of mine. And at first, I was a little hesitant. I'm like, not not for nothing. I'm like, do I want to expose that part of my relationship for him? Right. Um, but I, I I trust that he's bold enough. And um, to be completely honest with you, so I have a whole thing with domestic violence. Mm-hmm. I'm a very big person on like not to do domestic things. But I also just learned in my in my current relationship that I struggle with it a lot harder than what I think. Mm-hmm. So for one, my father was murdered because of his relationship. It was a horrible situation. Mm-hmm. So for me, automatically, I don't really deal with the physical and, and the things. Um, now, with that being said, my partner is like 300 some odd pounds. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I make no excuse. I make no excuse because I'm going to own it. I own it. I uh-huh. was 100% wrong. Uh-huh. We were 100% wrong. We both, because we played a part. And we were both wrong. And um, he's like a big guy. So when we when you get into a heated argument with somebody who you're just starting to know, and it's this first time that you're in this argument with this person and as a male... And I don't think that it was, and I'm going to be 100% honest with you, to be clear before I continue. I don't think that he is an abusive person. Mm-hmm. I know that he is not an abusive person. I want to clear that. Mm-hmm. And neither am I. Right. Um, but as men, 
you have that aggression. That testosterone checks in. Yes, that was the part where I didn't think that, again, the coming out part, that's the part that you don't think about. You're dealing with another man whose testosterone, whose egos, whose pride are just the same, if not greater. Mm -hmm. And again, it's no excuse because it's never a reason to put your hands on someone else. But again, so we're arguing, we're getting to a place where we're arguing, we're yelling, we're loud. And I have a place where I know where I, I'll go. I, I'm, I'm going to leave before I get to a place where I'm going to be yelling and going crazy and, and screaming and all of that. Like, right now, you can hear the tiredness of my voice. I've been up since four. Could you imagine what it would be like if I'm screaming and hooping and hollering? Right. So I, so I leave. I leave the area. We're arguing in, we're arguing in the room. I leave the area. And uh, he follows me. He's a big guy. And he's being very aggressive. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm like, he's being very aggressive. <laughs> so immediately, you know, mm-hmm. when when you initially turn around, that one push is like, okay, back up. And that extent is move yourself. Mm-hmm. And then his reaction is to remove my hand. So now my reaction is to remove that hand. So now it, it, you get into that, what is that, the windmill situation. That's right. you're like, you, yes, you're like, you move, you move, you move, you move. Start doing you the matrix it. and start. Yes, <laughs> and it gets into that. So again, it's never, and then it gets to a pushing match. Yes. You know, um, so then you get there. So, yes, I've gotten there. Mm-hmm. And honestly, me and my fiance have been there twice. I say we've been there twice. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time, again, that was not knowing each other. I honestly say that was not knowing each other's limits. Fair. Mm-hmm. Not for nothing. At that time, see, he didn't know that I had the issue with my father. He didn't know that my father was murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, due to it. And in another segment, of course, I'd love to get to a detail about, you know, what happened. So mm-hmm. even this can be narrowed down. Um, but th- that was a very big situation. He didn't know. So that went a lot further than what it should have been. Right. Um, and then since then, it's been a lot of respect. And then I want to say maybe recently, we kind of just got into a tugging match. Nothing too, too drastic, but a tugging match, which is still not good. So I've had my experience of... To me, that's far. Like, that's I would far say that to me is domestic. Right. And and there's no real definition to say what's right or what's wrong with it. With it. If you felt like it was a domestic situation, then it was a domestic situation. If you put hands on each other, it's a domestic situation. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Because if you call the cops, they're going to say who touched who first and what. Yes. Right? Absolutely. So... It was a domestic situation, and it's great that you, it's, I don't want to say it's great you went through that, but it is great that you went through that. I agree. Because you learned each other, you learned, again, each other's limits, each other's love language. Yes. <laughs> Everyone takes the love language to exist the like, yes. right? <laughs> I still check in every now and again to make sure it's still the same. I think I'm a little off this week, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we all, you know, you know, you learn each other's love language, you learn each other's limits, and you learn how to cope with each other and and 
grow with each other. Absolutely. Especially since you're taking that next step and committing your lives together. And then bringing children into that. So you have to learn each other and get these pieces out early. Agreed. Right? Early. Because they say if if you don't know what the person is like when they're completely angry... You don't want to wait until you're married and, and six and keys, <laughs> three keys and I, deep. And then it's like, oh, this is you? Oh, no. <laughs> you into something you ain't know what you signed up for. Yes, yes. I feel like Larry was a good <laughs> I say candidate, but I want to say Larry was definitely the one, I want to say. Because no matter how much we go through, I don't love him any less. And that's the, and that's when you know that's true love, and that's loving unconditionally. You know, as much as he's, because, okay, I've never <laughs> ex- some of the stuff that I experienced. Okay. As a black man, um, and I've dated outside my race. Not to say that he's a different black man, but coming out with a black man as a black man is different. Honey, let me tell you something. He's shown me things I've never. He's shown me crazy. Mm-hmm. Very frank with you, honey. I, and, and I think that's why, for me, it was things continue to escalate. Because until we learn that love language, like you said, those communication tools and those white flags, waving the white flags, it was like, I, I saw this dude was crazy. I'm talking about, <laughs> you, you you know that song Beyonce sings crazy a lot? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about, he's, he's <laughs> in, I'm like, I don't have time for this. If if I wanted to cheat, I would cheat. He, all he heard was, it was cheat. I'm <laughs> the car, why the car was moving. I'm, I'm like, what? This man is crazy. <laughs> and you know me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is my, he's crazy. I can't go to this. This is abuse. Mm-hmm. I'm going, driving off because if he's mad enough to get out of the car, what else he going to do? Right. What's he going to do when he gets back in the car? I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to see you when he goes home. Maybe that walk will cool him down. And so, <laughs> so, you're right. We did need to go through so much. And like I said to him just the other day, and we're still in such a healing place. Um, that's why, again, I started to hesitate, like, do I want to open this can of worms? Um, because it's still so fresh. But, but I trust. Mm-hmm. Through that process, I think that he's really learned because one of my segments are pushing through progress. Yes. Like pushing through the progress, you know. So, in order for me to live through my truth, he has to walk through that journey through the truth. Through his truth, too. His truth. Yes. And you both have to face that and face it together and separate. Absolutely. You, You do. And I believe in that separate but equal statement because if you are together 24 7, in each other's face. What what are you bringing that's different to the table? Yes. You have to have separate lives. 
it's inevitable, right? So when you come back together, you have something to share. Yes. Right? If you're in each other's face 24-7, you're sharing the same damn thing because you've seen the same thing. And believe it or not, we've, we're, we're that a part of that we're learning now. Mm-hmm. Or should I say that's the part that I'm teaching him that it's okay to do. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense to you, because... We are the ones that do everything. And now, like I say, it's often that I find myself or he'll find the situation and I'm like, I'm sick of doing the same things. I don't want to do the same things. I don't want to be in the same places. I'm like, we never have nowhere to go. If it's not me saying, let's go here, and it's usually to my siblings, to my cousins, to my friends, to my relatives' house, then sometimes you might not be able to introduce nothing. Right. Because you, so, you, you love me so much, I love it. I love how you love me, mm-hmm. but you've been your life with mine so well that we don't do anything if it's not or either me or just going around the same people. Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to do your own thing, get networking, meet new people so we can go on those trips and meet different people. I have a good friend that's in a whole other state that I talk to often. Mm-hmm. I have in different places that invite and want me to come see and want us to come meet uh, meet them and their family and see how they live. Um, so I say it all the time and I, and I totally agree with what you just said because that's exactly where we're striving to be and that's why I shared it with you know you a while back. Mm-hmm. I, I feel so stagnated mm-hmm. and that plays a big part because like you said you don't have nothing to offer. You don't have nothing to bring to the table. So, it's either we just settle it or I'm dragging you through life. Yep. And I've, I've lived that life. And it ain't pretty. <laughs> okay? It ain't pretty. Okay. Exactly. Which is so, why I, I say, and that's why I gave you the advice that I did, and just say, sit down, put it on paper, where do you want to go, what do you what do you think, and, and make it happen. You know, every move I've made, I've stepped out on faith. Yes. Because I did not want to be in that, that continual loop is what I call it. Right. Absolutely. Right. So you make that change, but yeah, I can't wait for your podcast to come out now. We got to get that going. So, so what's the thoughts on that? Um, so honestly, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to launch it uh, as soon as possible. I'm going to learn how to build things, different engines on this, on these phones and these computers. So that's what I'm learning first. But the idea behind it is it's going to be, I'm trying to be activated. I'm trying to activate my followers. Okay. So you know how different people have different, uh, I don't know if you know uh, Trent. Uh, Trent uh, Shelton, how he he's rehab his his followers are the rehabbers, mm-hmm. you know. And if you know uh, another black guy, Eric Thomas, how his fans are in beast mode, mm-hmm. you know. So for me, when they listen to my podcast, I want my followers to become activated. Nice. Remember, I said I wanted people to be, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging wisdom, strength, you know, support. Um, 
knowledge. I want to be that. So I want to try to reach a place in their mind that they can be activated. So when they talking or when they when they when they're feeling empowered, they feel activated. And mine is authentic self. Yeah. So you know how you see how that is. I yeah. Mean, and leaders, we want to try to reach the mind. Right. So, and then as I do my lives on on internet and the different podcasts online, mm-hmm. I want to try to have them come on in the room. That's where nice. they'll come in the room. Okay. So. You know, and as we are activated, what I want them to do is, like, we'll actually be sitting down. It's okay. going to be actually, like, if, you, if you're if familiar with the Jada Pinkett uh, table talk. Yes, yes, yes. It, it'll be similar. So similar to similar to, like, how we're doing, but mm-hmm. it'll be just a general. Sometimes it'll be a conversation at the uh, table. Or when we come into the room, we'll be on the, at the table. At the or, table. Somewhere we'll just be having a general conversation, like for example, what Kanye West is doing or the things that he just said. Yes. What just happened with George Floyd, you know, the uh, non-binary, how that's becoming a big topic, you know, mm-hmm. you know, LGBTQIA community. Right. Um, just different things, or I'll invite just different um couples on there to talk about how you and your couple are, like how you guys transition, mm-hmm. or how. Um, me and my family is just, you know, we're we're two gays, and then my sisters are two lesbians. Right. You know, heterosexuals and just how it impacts how, the mental behind it, how it impacts you. So that's the that's the gist, just the of, gist of it right now that you that you working with and letting it marinate and building on. Okay, that's your yes. foundation right now. That's your foundation. Yes. Like it, like it. I love it. I can't wait. For it to be out there, we're going to put it out there in the universe so that when it comes to fruition, we'll be just toggling back and forth. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, because I think we we both have the same goal in mind. Touch as many as people as we can, even if it's just one. Yes. That's that's, that's our, I think that's our purpose. That's that's what the universe has set forth for us. So, yes. Yeah. And Salina, I'm, 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 I'm there. I'm trying to get there. And, I, and more than ever now, I'm trying to stay activated. That's it. And and I'm just trying to stay activated and, and keep going. You have to. And it's hard. It's hard because you're going to get roadblocks. You're going to fall. You, you just got to be yes. that weeble wobble. <laughs> yes. Right? Just get back up and just keep going because if it's what you have on your heart, it's going to happen. Right? Yes. And you just keep driving. And I love y'all's love. You and Larry. Y'all just too damn cute. And I can't wait for (laughs) y'all wedding. Because I'm going to be there. Yes. So We we, we definitely, we got the date. We're going to do December the 17th. Oh. Um, Regardless of which day, that's that's actually our anniversary. Okay. So, even if it's... uh, you know, a Tuesday. Weekday. Yes, we're going to go ahead and do it. We got day. married on a Tuesday. That's why I said on a Tuesday. Yes, watch it, it, it randomly happens that way. <laughs> but it's of 2021, so. Okay. You'll be there. All right. All right. I'll be looking for that invitation. Otherwise, I'm just going to be that stalker. Like, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> you forgot me. You know, I can never forget you. <laughs> 
That's right. That's right. Well, I want to thank you, and we will definitely be doing this again because, like I said, I actually want – I would love for you to be a part of that conversation with um, my friend, honestly. Of course. Honestly. He he really needs it. Yes. And um, I don't want to make it seem like an intervention, but it is an intervention. Yeah, of course. Um. Because uh, we've seen too many of us take our own lives for someone else's stupidity. Absolutely. And disrespect to us. And, and lack of accountability. And lack of accountability. And um, the hurt, the pain, and the despair that I have seen in, in this young man is hurts my heart. Absolutely. And if we put our authentic selves and activated truths together, yes, I think we could actually make some changes and, and help maybe I save agree. save save them. Um, and I agree. That's exactly what our platform should be used for, especially for times like this, because the more we, the more they've reached, the more we reach. Mm-hmm. The more they reach out to us, the more we can reach out to them. Exactly. And we can turn it around. Because when we heal a heart, they'll tell it, they'll know somebody. At that point, they'll know somebody who can heal a heart. So when they have a friend who's brokenhearted, they'll refer to us who Ex can heal the heart. Exactly. So it's just, you know. Just keep paying it forward. Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely. I'm I, I am too. So we're going to plan on that. We'll we'll touch bases and and schedule that and around and uh, definitely put that out there because I think it's something that there's somebody out there who needs to know and needs and needs to hear it. Absolutely. And I think it will be beneficial all the way around. Absolutely. All right. So thank well, you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes. I appreciate it. And yes. Anytime you need me, just call me up. All right, honey. Love you guys. I love you back. You have a good one, guys. You too. All right. Bye-bye.